0: So, The Righteous Gemstones, that's the name of that show. Yes, it is. Yeah. And we were talking about before that, what was the other one? Adam Sandler? Uncut Gems.
1: Uncut Uncut Gems. gems. And Hustle. This is the light of thinking that we all went down to get here, folks. (laughs) That's funny. That is awesome.
0: Lots of good movies coming out. Somebody just, uh, we were saying in the office, there's a new one out. Hustle, yeah. That that is the Uh new Uh one. Yep. So, Adam Sandler, Hustle, go see it. Super
1: good. Came out last night. Go watch it. It's really good. Netflix.
0: Speaking of really good, we've got a great show. Yes, we do. So we're going to talk about, on today's episode, um, got Mr. Chase Walker in here with us. Hello. Recruiter extraordinaire. He's joined Trina and I in the studio, and we're going to talk about 10 reasons why real estate agents quit uh, early on in their career. In the first year, second year, you know, they just, um, they they can't hang, they can't hack it. So we're going to dissect that a little bit talk about reasons why they quit, and then hopefully that will help if you can identify some of those key traits. You can bring on better quality agents. You can also start setting the stage and have better uh, expectations for agents and maybe retain them a little bit longer until they get their feet under them and they grow. So, yeah. Stay tuned. We're going to have a great show for you. I won't say anything about the length, but you're right. What I think you said before, it sounds like a like an old WWE yes. It's Like
3: welcome Sundays to Sunday. the Octagon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or like it's a it's a good pump. Monster ups.
1: Jam or yeah. something happening yeah. in the background. It's yeah. yeah, it's a good lead-in. Let's yeah.
0: talk about knitting. <laughs> <laughs> you get all get all wound up, and then all of a sudden, it's like don't well, tempt me with a good time. This is called a button hook <laughs> stitch.
3: In a cross stitch.
0: <laughs> uh, we do have we do have a great topic. I'm excited about this because one of the challenges if you're if you're and let me set the stage if you're a brokerage owner, an auctioneer, uh, a manager in a real estate company, and you are bringing in and exiting agents uh, out of your business, there's a reason for that. There's a reason why they're transitioning, and they they sometimes have the what is it, the wanderlust, you know? They just they, they're roamers. They're moving from town to town. Um agents sometimes um a lot of people I think are attracted to the business. They come into the business with unreasonable expectations. Yeah. And that's because somebody that's been doing this for 10, 20, 30 years didn't set those expectations. So there's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Number 2 is trying to find quality agents that have those key traits. And if you know reasons why agents are transitioning from company to company, you can start to detect those when you're interviewing them and kind of have a different conversation with them. So Mm -hmm. this is, uh, this will evolve into some wonderful insight. We've been tracking this for a long time. We've got, uh, we've got 10 reasons in front of us that we're going to go through systematically and chase, uh, Just for everybody that hasn't met Chase Walker, he was on a previous show or two, but let's introduce him. He is the recruiting expert and runs the recruiting division for United Country Real Estate here at the corporate offices. Um, Chase has been doing this for a while, and uh, much like um, we all do in our careers, it's, it's, it's an evolving process, the evolution of trying to uh, become better and better at uh, at, at what he does mm-hmm.
3: but, that's uh, exactly right always evolving and always something new to learn and, and stay with current trends and you know be better
0: absolutely and about the time you get that figured out what happens somebody kicks the can down the road and you got to relearn something else right so Start but, over. but I, I do think there's basic principles of salesmanship 101 and mm-hmm. not everybody's meant to sell yeah you know some people just they're they're
1: me I'm not into chemistry, you know, their their (laughs) makeup and I'm a buyer, not a seller. (laughs) Well
0: let's let's break it out like this. Some people are introverts, some people are extroverts. Right. So they walk into a room and there's somebody that wants that attention, you know, and they're they're people lovers, they love people, and they're people pleasers, they wanna please people and they but they wanna be listened to and they wanna be somewhat animated and then there's introverts and Mm They just want to go to the table and find the chair. It's like, yeah. yeah, you know, we're here to eat dinner. or We're here to hear a musical or we're here to do whatever. But let's just go in and sit down and do our thing and go home. And um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> shade on them. Yeah. But you know, if you break out people into those two kind of subgroups, mm-hmm. the extroverts are going to be typically a lot better at sales if they can come up with a process mm-hmm. and just a good rhythm and just, you know, a they, they have that, that desire to do that. Um, introverts, it's going to be a little tougher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can pull the levers, but is it going to be exciting to them? And, and then all of a sudden somebody sticks their head up and said, yeah, hey, I'm ready to meet with you. I want to talk to you about selling property or, or having an auction. They're not really going to look forward to that meeting. You know, they worked <laughs> yeah. really hard to get a meeting that they don't want to go to. Yeah. So um, I think it's important that... Uh, First and foremost, that you just, you know, look at the the character, you know, and I, I don't mean that, that, you know, just the personal character, but just uh, the character that we can be if we're, if we walk into a room and we enjoy visiting with people and shaking hands and meeting a lot of people, that person has the potential to be a better salesman than the ones that don't.
1: Yeah.
3: Definitely more enjoyable to talk with,
0: I'm sure. Mm-hmm. By the way, you're going to hear me say the word salesman. That's also saleswomen. You know, salesperson. So people's. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) salespeople's. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Salesfolk.
1: Oh, I like that. Salesfolk. Salesfolk.
3: That is uh, that's country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's a it it capsizes everything. I think.
1: I'm going to start using folk more often. I think I like that word. Hey, folks. Yeah. Hey, folks. Hey. No. I don't know. Um, You're a little far north. south yeah, of that. We don't have yeah. To go north. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> We're talking about the country. We're not talking just about Wisconsin <laughs> oh, okay. or Minnesota. Okay, yeah.
3: <laughs> it's too cold. It's probably still cold up there.
0: Yeah.
1: It probably is. You're probably not wrong.
0: Mm-mm. I had an interesting I've had some interesting meetings. We in in our own personal brokerage, we have attempted to recruit this last year and mm-hmm. and I've started meeting with a few people talking on the phone interviewing in person and uh it's it's interesting i'm not going to say that it's it's challenging or that it's difficult the job the job market you know just the industry is um is very unusual mm-hmm. right yeah. now yes inflation does a lot of weird things to uh, in in the united states as i'm sure it does in other countries but you know it uh it seemed like for quite a while that money was fairly plentiful and then the job markets and um, they can, there can be a lot of transition mm-hmm. yeah. in that, yeah. but you're meeting a lot of interesting people. There's a generational thing going on right now too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm meeting a lot of people that are not qualified for positions that when you visit with them, they're overly qualified. Yeah. I had a really interesting conversation less than a year ago with um, a girl about coming to work for the company and in less than three years she had worked at five different places
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: she did not see that as a problem and uh, I didn't bring that up initially but I read the resume and the first thing I thought is why am I interviewing this person you know because um, as as a uh, as an employer the first thing you're looking for is is a, if i spend 6 State months or 8 months to train you or do you have some longevity some tenure
3: yeah, you're going to jump right on out of a again. job
0: and but in visiting with her and she could not have been more serious about this in this conversation she wore that as a badge of honor and she said i actually have a lot of experience around this and i said you have a lot of experience tell me about that she goes well i worked uh, three months at this and we trained on and I'll make some of this up you know on excel spreadsheets you know or whatever mm-hmm. but deep dive into that so I, I got really good exposure into that and then I left her and I went to this other job and we trained on this I was there for about six months and I, I did this she honestly thought that she had a lot of worldly experience because she had worked at five different places and did different things and it was kind of that Remember the old adage um, that people say, a jack of all trades, but a master of none? Yeah, Right. It's like, yeah, I know how to do this, know how to do that. It's like, do you really know how to do it? Or did you just do it for a brief period to where you could actually turn it on and turn it off and operate it for 30 minutes? What happens if it breaks down or it jumps to the left or the right? Yeah. Do you know what to do? Well, I never had that happen, but you know who has had that happen? Somebody that's been doing that for five or 10 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They actually understand how to how to operate yeah. that. So Yeah. It's very true. Yes. But I there's a generational shift going on, guys. We might as yeah. well just get ready for it. And listeners on this podcast show today, um, this hinges on what we're gonna be talking about. Agents a lot of times are viewed as employees, uh, even though in most circumstances they're independent contractors, you know, they gotta go out and, and eat what they kill. So <clears throat> We want you to have at least arm yourself with the insight we're going to talk about on today's show and uh, have a good interview. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the 10 reasons, if you understand these, the 10 primary reasons why people move out of real estate, why they leave this profession. Then you can start maybe early identifying those in, uh, in your own stable of agents and agents that you're interviewing that are coming in and cherry pick the ones that look like they have less of these um, traits Mm -hmm. and may stay with you for a while. Right. And the first one's lead generation. So when we talk about lead generation, guys, we're not really talking about the the specific people that we're putting into it. We're talking about process. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. The what are you doing to go go get the leads yeah that's exactly right Process. what
0: what levers and it's a repetitive business so yeah. you you get into this routine and then you do it over and over and over if you talk with business coaches the number one thing the value they add to you is just accountability
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're going to set up a structure and say we well, got to make 15 calls every week got to call 15 people every week or 25 or 30 or whatever the number is you got to mail out twenty-five letters or fifty letters every week between Wednesday and Friday. You're going to mail out twenty-five letters or fifty letters every week. Did you get out and hand out business cards? You got to hand out thirty business cards a week or forty a month or what you know whatever the numbers are. Then they're going to get you on the phone on Friday and say, "Hey, it's the end of the week. You know, it's Friday. It's uh, it's noon or it's three o'clock. Did you get your calls made? Mm-hmm. Do you have your log of who you called?" Did you get your mailings out? How many people did you mail? What did you mail to them? Did you go out and press the flesh? Did you go out and shake hands and, you know, do your, your <coughs> political standoff there? You know, yeah. it's like, hey. Uh, the you, whole, what whole, get, The whole dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kissing babies. And, uh, shaking hands. Shaking babies shaking and kissing, babies babies. And kissing <laughs> hands. <Yeah. laughs> shaking babies and kissing hands. No, <laughs> you're, you're shaking hands and kissing babies like a politician. But you're out there. And, and we're going to get to that. You know, that's an important one that's down the line here we're going to talk about is letting people know that you're in that profession. But right now on number one, when we talk about lead generation, do you understand that there's a process? Yep. And we started out talking about a business coach. But when they come to work for you in your company, you essentially, if you want them to be productive, and we're talking about, you know, why people in the first year leave real estate. So these are new agents. Mm-hmm. They're looking for a mentor they're looking for somebody to train them and to say did you do this did you do that you know Can't i can deal. tell you i'm i'm not as um i'm not as task uh as dedicated to doing that even in my own brokerage as i need to be there are people in there i think are salivating for more you know mm-hmm. for me to challenge them and and we're making some steps in that direction but it's Time is precious in this business, and it takes time to sit down every week with seven agents or 12 agents and just go through the the rhythm. Maybe maybe you do that. Maybe you mass communicate to them and get them on a video conference. Say, hey, let's go around the horn right now. Trina, Chase, you know, what? Did, did you do your 25 calls? How about you, Trina? Did you do your 25 calls? I don't even know who you called. I'm just, I'm trusting you. Did you do your work? And, yeah. Trust me, if you're doing your work and you're mailing out similar things and you're giving the same kind of message on the phone and you're meeting the same kind of people out on the street and handing out business cards, and one of you are listing 10 properties and the other one's not listing any, something's wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because you're doing the work, so maybe you're no good at this. Yeah. Maybe Um, you...
1: Or maybe you're doing the work in the wrong area, too. Could be a number of things. Maybe your sphere of influence isn't as strong as it could be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes it's a harsh reality. Yeah. Sometimes your friends can't buy houses out there. So yeah. wait, what they can't buy? It? No.
0: It says when you're brand new to real estate, you have to create the business. Um, and let me back up. You'll hear this many times in your career from those that are successful in real estate. Lead generation is the most important thing that you should focus on. That's the first line in this, yeah. in this paragraph about lead generation. That is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. If you have those key um, traits of, of a good salesperson and you're doing proper lead generation and challenging yourself to get your numbers out every week, the business will follow. There's enough business out there for everybody. All boats will rise. There is, there is plenty of business that you can do this. So chalk that first one up to lead generation. You know, that is the number one reason that um, agents get frustrated and they claim that they're exiting the business is lead generation. They, they said, I, I tried it and I just, I, I couldn't list anything. I couldn't find any buyer leads. I just didn't get any leads. hmm in this market right now, there are way more buyers than there are sellers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why the prices are high, mm-hmm. days on market are low, average sales price is high. Yeah, you know, closing dates are short. Sure. Um, the contingencies, you know, these are primarily cash are sales nonexistent and they're non existent. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, I will pay you more and do whatever. I'll come mow at your new house if you let listen, me buy your house. I'll no do anything. Joke.
1: I have a friend that um, they. They just bought a house next door to her sister's house, which I'm friends with the sister. And um, they literally packed the guy's stuff and helped him move because he broke his leg four days before closing. That's what I'm talking about. And he's going to delay these. closing because of that because he's going to move around. And they said, no, no. We'll take we'll, care of it. We'll that. come box all your stuff up and move it for you. Dang. They That's literally moved the guy out of their own new house to, awesome. to take possession. Yeah. Crazy.
0: I'll I'll do anything to buy your property. Yes. I'll even become your family and friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll
3: carry you out of your house on yeah. your couch.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Don't have any family or friends. Don't worry about it. Your we'll do that for we'll you. Do it for you. Yeah, we're the friendliest buyers on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> that's but that's indicative of the market that yeah. we're in right now. Sure. So, um, I had an office call me. It's a franchise system. I won't mention their name, but it's very frustrating because. They're pushing leads all the time. That's how they're getting people in there. And it's a company here in Kansas City, you know, it's, and it's a national franchise. They've done well, but they have quite a few agents. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're trying to restock their agent pools because, and I firmly believe this because I've been doing this for a long time, it's it's this game. It's this Russian roulette game where people are just like, we just need warm bodies in here paying us a monthly fee and coming in paying licensing fees or wall hanger fees or whatever you come. Oh, we got to have a little, and O insurance. Oh, we've got to have a little. You want an office? That's an extra 500 a month. And, mm-hmm. you know, we need to grab as much as we can knowing that the vast majority of you are probably only going to be here between one to two years. You're going to get frustrated and move on to the next company that paints you a prettier picture. Yeah. So here I am picking up the phone, and yeah. it's a recruiter on there, but the recruiter's taking a different tactic because, um, are are you still selling residential properties? Well, I don't sell a lot of residential properties. I sell a lot of farm and ranch properties, mm-hmm. non-urban properties, but I played along.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I said, sure. Yeah, love it. You got me. Live in a house. You were ready. Just bought another house. Love houses. I love living <laughs> indoors, you know, sleeping indoors, watching TV indoors. I love houses. I didn't go into that kind of detail. but
1: <laughs> I wish you would have. Had yeah. Yes. I'm Mr. <laughs>
0: Residential. How did you know? So, uh, well, you know, we, we're really looking for strong agents, your numbers. You know, they're looking at the MLS. And I yeah. have turned some product in there. And they... Uh, <clears throat> I said, you do well. You could do great with our company. I said, why is that? Why why can I do better with your company? Well, lead generation, you know, we'd be generating a lot of leads for you. And I said, how many leads on average would you give me Every week or every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it varies from person to person, you know, in the area that you work and the type of properties you like. But we'd love to have that conversation with you. But it's the bait. You know, yeah. they got the yeah. hook in my mouth oh, yeah. now because, yeah. oh, come in here and you don't actually have to go out and do any lead generation yeah. or anything. I'm just we'll going to hand, hand you, you leads.
3: Yeah. yeah, We're just going to hand you money.
0: I'm curious. Why you have vacancies in your office if it operates like that? Yeah. I didn't tell them this, but I, I, I'm just smart enough to know myself. Yeah, you're right. why yeah. would you have any vacant chairs when it would be standing room only in your mm-hmm. company if that's how the business worked? Yeah. You would you would cherry pick the top agents and turn everybody else away and only feel and they would never leave.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Everybody'd be happy. You would never call me because you already have Eight hundred million agents inside your building that only holds eighty. Yeah. yeah, you know, so there's just there's no room for anybody else.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The business doesn't operate like that. It's yeah. it's it's kind of it's frustrating because I feel like it's the old bait and switch. You know, I'm going to promise you something, but what I'm really after is your wallet. I want you to write me a monthly check mm-hmm. for a year to two years, and then we're going to get cross and you're going to leave.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I promised me the world, you know, and I ended up getting and they
3: still pay for it.
0: That's right. And then at the same time I'm gonna recruit and I'm gonna have more people coming in behind you to backfill. Mm-hmm. And I just I need my eighty dollars or three hundred dollars a month or whatever they're gonna get off of fee you. And, to death. Yeah, and just fee, 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 and then there's gonna be twenty percent of the people. Uh, a lot of times in these brokerages it's the broker mm-hmm. that's keeping all of the leads coming in or the he's cherry picking them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or she. So
1: how do we fold, get off on the that? Bulk. The folk are cherry-picking them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah all the Way to go, folk. folks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry.
0: So number two is network growth. Mm-hmm. New real estate agents will start growing their business with people they know. We call this the sphere of influence, and that's very important. But here's the thing I would tell you is they don't know how to grow it, and they don't yeah. know how to add to it. Like right now, and I'll, I'll give you an exercise, guys. Do this. Um, open up your phone. Go into your contacts. Oh, Lordy. And then give all of your contacts to me. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) So when you go into your contacts, if you look over here on the right side, I'm using an iPhone. If you look along the right side, it's got the little alphabet down here where you can index. You can go to A, B, C, D, whatever. Go to the bottom to that number sign. So I have 1,058 contacts in my phone right now. Okay?
1: Mine doesn't tell me how many, but yeah. All right.
0: Here's why we're doing this exercise. I have 1,058. The first thing we would ask a new agent to do in the company is we give them an Excel spreadsheet and we want them to start building that sphere of influence. They have to come up with a minimum of 100 contacts. Now I have 1,058. Now, not all of those people that are in, some of them may be in, you know, other States. I mean, because of like my job or whatever, I, I know a lot of people across the country focus on your market area or your territory initially But go through here and put 100 or 200 or 300 people on your sphere of influence. But the key to that is they just sit there on that spreadsheet unless you actually go back to number one, which was lead generation. You have to, and the reason we did these in this order, you have to plug them into a program. Yeah. Well, nobody's showing these new agents how to plug them into a program, how to actually start building the sphere of influence. And then, okay, I got them. Great. Hang on to those. You're going to need them.
1: Some days right. somehow, some yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> just go
0: through from one, just start down and just start calling them. It's like okay, I can't. That's a hundred names. I will go through those probably in the, this month and I'll call them. What then? Well, did you mail them an introduction letter saying, hey, I'm with this company and I'm excited about my new career? And then did you follow that up in maybe 60 days with a postcard mailing? And then did you follow that up with, well, we have these properties in our company that just got listed or sold. And did you follow that up with, hey, you're thinking about selling springs right around the corner. Have yeah. you done your cleaning yeah. ideas? And did you follow that up with, that's called a drip marketing campaign. That's
1: right. Yeah. right.
0: The other trick to this is when you have 100 names, Now we're going to buy you some business cards, or you're going to buy your own. You know, Mm -hmm. it's your business. I'm going to teach you how to go out there on the street and meet people and exchange contact information. And by the end of the week, that should be 105 or 110.
1: Yeah, add five people every week. Yeah, that's
0: exact. And by the end of next week, 120, Mm -hmm. and then 130. And guess what? In a couple of months, now you have 200 people in your sphere, then 300. Then brokers are not training them how to do that. So the number two reason that new agents are exiting the business is network growth. They come in with a small sphere of influence. They don't know how to use it and they don't know how to grow it. Yeah. And nobody ever taught them. Yep. Don't be that person. Yeah. For crying out loud, Chase.
3: Get outside the box.
1: And I mean, like I said (laughs) earlier, not all spheres of influences are the same. Like mine is probably not going to be, you know, full of a bunch of buyers and sellers, honestly. Most of my friends either already own and they're, you know, they may buy or sell, but not for at least another 15 or 20 years. Sure. So that's not a very useful list to anybody. I need the outside people. I need to start pulling those guys in.
0: You'd be surprised, though. There's statistics out there on how people transition. They say, we have no intention of leaving here for 10 years. We're not going to do anything. Then there's a death. Mm -hmm. where they get a divorce or job transference or something. Life just hits them in the face. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, you're three years in. I noticed you just put your house on the market. By the way, I'm frustrated you didn't put your house on the market with me. Yeah. Well, dang you. were you doing on the back end? Yeah. Mm Yeah. So I had this preconceived notion you weren't going to move for 10 years, so I never touched you. Mm -hmm. You know, and and you got to... In a polite way, in a nice way, you got to get out there and touch people.
3: Yep, stay out in front. (laughs) you You got to reach out.
0: Uh, We're going to slip away here from our (laughs) sponsors. We'll be back in just a few minutes and try to clean this show Uh, up.
1: HR, where are you?
2: (laughs) ever dream of owning a country estate historic home or lakefront property log on to unitedcountry.com would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains unitedcountry.com ever dream of your own private hunting preserve unitedcountry.com over 30,000 farm recreational and lifestyle properties are just a click away helping people find their american dream for over 90 years we will help you find yours log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, mineral marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace.
0: So we're down to number three. We talked about lead generation. We talked about network growth. Number three is self-management. One of the reasons most people like real estate is because it gives them freedom to operate as an independent contractor. Yes, but not everybody's disciplined enough to uh, to operate as an independent contractor. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what I mean?
1: Yes. Yeah. Not everybody can go out there and do it. I mean, if, if they're given their own free day... They're going to go to the zoo or something instead of doing work. I mean, that's honestly, right. Or yeah. It's
3: easy to do a little bit, then, then take some time yeah. off and then take some time yeah. off and then take some time yeah. off. One for, for on. one for you and two for me and
1: one for you and two for me. Yeah, right. exactly.
0: And then pretty soon you have no, six months went by, you have no listings, you have no buyer sales. You didn't, you weren't a buyer's agent. Uh, you did have a wonderful time blowing through your cash, yeah. you know, and, and now it's like, crap, I'm broke.
3: Yeah. What the heck?
0: Yeah. by the way, there's a surge out there that happens in business. There's a couple of them, a couple different ones, but one of them that we would talk about is that that cycle, that surge where people get money in their pocket. We saw this a lot in the auction business because commissions tend to be uh, strong. Uh, yeah. you can make significant money if you're a good auctioneer and you go out and you make a ten or twenty thousand dollar or thirty thousand dollar commission on a on a bigger deal. they disappear for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Living it's funny. Vacation. The company that yeah. I used to be with, the guy that built that, is uh, just uh, he is a is a very he's a prince of a guy to start off with, but he's also a very astute business owner. And he had taught me that before. He said, you know, we may not see him for a while, and I was like, why is that? And he goes, he just got a pretty good paycheck off that sale, <laughs> and sure enough, you know, he's coming into the office quite a bit and hustling up business. Then they get this, they're flush with cash for a little bit, and they just disappear. Guess when they come back. When they need need more money. (laughs) they need more money. So
3: that motivator.
0: It really is, you know, and if they hit three big licks a year, you may only see them about three times a year and the other time, oh, you know, we're gonna go out here to Arizona or we're gonna I'm taking a trip down to Houston and you know, we're gonna spend a week or two down there in San Antonio and
3: see the world. It's
0: like well that's great. That's great, but you're not prospecting for other business and it takes on average, if it takes 30, 30 days to go out and maybe find a good prospect or whatever, 30 days once you list that to get the auction done and another 30 days to close the transaction, if it's real estate, that's 90 days. Yeah, yeah. That means about once a quarter, yeah. you're so going to have true. revenue. I, I would have to, while that auction's going on, I'm going to go, or a real estate transaction, so I'm going to well, go yeah. start hustling up my next, next one out here because yeah. I don't want those dry spells in keep between.
3: Keep the coals hot, keep the fire going. Mm-hmm.
0: Self-management. Yeah, They were not trained, and again, we're talking about new agents in the business first year, they were not trained how to manage their time, how to manage their, their self, just to, to be focused and dedicated a certain amount of time every day on lead generation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because that really is what it's all about. And we'll say that several times in this show, but if you focus on getting listings, if you if you're a good listing agent, listing finder, successful listing finder <laughs> listing finder lister if I wonder good, if that url is gone listingfinder.com doctor Lister Dr. Lister Dr Lister, <laughs> Dr. lister. Wow <laughs> Oh my write that down I'm, yeah. I'm getting right now um, but but that is a, that is a key to it you know self management so that's number three let's talk about number four and that's the why there's a misconception about real estate that it's all glamour. Yeah. That they see you don't really. Okay, so I'm I'm going to say something that is um, hilariously tragic.
1: Okay,
0: you really only see and know about the realtors that are doing very very well in yeah. real estate. Have you ever noticed that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
0: there's two thousand underneath of them that you don't know about. You know why you don't know about them? Because they're not out there doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, well, they haven't been given the opportunity. No, they're not taking the opportunity to get out there and to do their mailings, to do their calls, to get out there and shake the hands and kiss the babies and... You know, they don't have, and it's not always about just throwing a whole bunch of money at us. Like, well, I know so-and-so, I know this guy or this gal out here in real estate because they have these huge billboards and they've got, you know, the the big hot air balloon or they got what <laughs> whatever they got, you know, they got a van with their face on it and real hands coming out of the side <laughs> and it looks like they're flying like Superman, it's like whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> they started at the ground level. Mm-hmm. Nobody really starts in this business. So they went out and create and worked really, really hard to get enough capital to start doing that kind of marketing because their careers made it. They have arrived and now they've they're past the tipping point. Yeah. Nobody really ever sat down with these agents in offices where they're they're carving out because they got into this maybe for the money, and nobody ever explained to them folks the money is down the road. Yeah. Okay. Today. Overnight. How much passion do you have for this? How much feel-good do you get from helping somebody work? buy their first home or they're, they're in an apartment, they have a baby, and now you've got them into a two- or three-bedroom home where you know, everybody can kind of have their own space in their room and stuff and the look on their face. Do you get some enjoyment out of that? Because that is part of your compensation, yeah. especially early on in the career. It makes
3: the job easier, too.
0: There may yeah. be more of that compensation than there is monetary compensation. Yeah. So. You got to have that conversation about why. Yes, you know, and that one, that one is that's number four. Number five kind of plays into that because it's about budgeting, and this is at the forefront when they made the decision to quit a, a full time job or to enter this profession. Did they budget knowing that it's going to be lean and mean out there for the first year, two, three yeah. years? You're building your, you're cultivating. There's a farm analogy that happens with this. You're farming
1: mm-hmm. for
0: yeah. listing. Yeah. Every Hardly time I related. give a business card, or I do a mailing, or I do that 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 outbound calls to twenty five people or whatever, I'm planting a seed in the ground that's going to grow at a later date. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to view this business like that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But you got to you got to initiate some effort. Yeah,
0: that's exactly right.
1: You got to put the fertilizer in. and You got to water, and yeah. All oh, those you things. put the yeah. fertilizer in. That's there's right. no yeah.
0: problem with that. Okay.
3: But if you do it right, there's a, there's a good outcome. <laughs> she just said, "I'm not a farmer." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry gardener. The that's garden a bunch of crap. No, fertilizer that's fertilizer no, that's fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think you're and feeding water. me a
0: bunch of crap right now. I said, no, that's fertilizer. <laughs> Straight fertilizer right yeah. there. I'm just planting, planting the seed, and I'll come back and check on you at a later date. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you get plenty of sun. It's a
3: crappy business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> budgeting. <laughs> budgeting is important because people, especially new in this career, they fail to budget. Yes. And they run out of gas. They they just hey, I had you know twenty thousand dollars in my account, and this is what I'm going to do. I said, "What's the first thing you do?" Well, you know, I just got into real estate and I just got my license. I figured I better have a newer car. I went and bought mm-hmm. a newer car because mm-hmm. nobody wants to see me in my There's old twenty thousand Sentra. Right yep. You know, that's yep. all beat up and stuff. And my ex boyfriend or girlfriend spray painted all over the doors on the side. And you know, it, now it everybody, a a everybody knows how they felt about do me when I you pulled get that up. A lot? Yeah. Oh.
1: It yeah. Happen, happens a lot. It happens a
0: lot. Okay. I had to go rent a car because I had a showing this afternoon.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Couldn't use my own vehicle. Lipstick shade all over it. Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, the problem is nobody sat down with them and talked to them about budgeting. Yeah. And and do yeah. you have the capital to carry yourself knowing that this would be a reasonable expectation for a brand new agent in the market? And you have to have enough put aside that you can subsidize that until you get up off the ground.
3: Right. That foundation.
0: Yeah, number five. Number five is budgeting. That one's important.
2: <clears throat> the Sail Ring, online at www.thesailring.com.
0: Number six I love because it's called Secret Agents. <laughs> this one is, this one should be at the top. I, I know that they're going in some chronological order, but this one really is, is most paramount because it's amazing to me. People get in this business and and when they say secret agents, it means you're the only one that knows you're in real estate. Yeah. You have family members that you've been doing this for a year or two years, and you've got cousins that, you know, live across town, don't even know you're in real estate right yeah. now. It's like what?
3: Missing out on some opportunity there.
0: Did you go across the street and tell your neighbors and give them a business card or a flyer and say, hey, I've gotten in the real estate business? You guys have known me for, you know, the past year or two, five years, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm in real estate now. If you know anybody thinking about listing or selling, I I would really appreciate the referral. Sitting my way, yeah. Yeah, and I'll work hard. Yeah. I have... Uh, when I started out early in the career, one thing that the guy that was mentoring me told me to do, I said, what's, what's the best advantage? He goes, you got two. He said, we've been here 50 years, so you've got a really large, stable company <laughs> yeah. behind you. Everyone he said, knows us. Everybody <laughs> yeah. knows yeah. us. He said, that's going to help you out a bunch mm-hmm. because they won't know or maybe trust you with their yeah, biggest trust. assets. But He said, you know what your other asset is? I was like, what's that? And he goes, I'm super busy right now. These other guys are super busy. You don't have any listings. You don't have anything else going on but to spend 24 hours a day on their property to make sure this thing's a success. Mm -hmm. He said, sell that to people. They'll like it.
1: Yeah. Smart. I'll be damned if he wasn't correct.
0: I said, you know, guys, I've gotten into this. I've got all of this, you know, I've got all of this stuff that we can deliver to you out here and I don't have any, anybody else to share it with. I mean, this would I would mother him this thing through completion out there because I have nothing else going on. Yep. Yeah. I'll spend on. every waking hour making sure I said the signs are going to be bright and lit up and, and the flyers are going to be in all the coffee shops and we're we're going to have a great sale out here because I really don't have anything else to do for the next 30 days but have a successful sale for you. Yeah. That's right. People love that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, makes you care and then make, builds that trust.
0: Yeah. The inverse of that happens. You know, if you train people correctly as agents in your office, you can train them on the inverse, too. They said, well, you know, I'm talking to so-and-so. I said, my God, why would you talk to him? That guy's got 30 listings right now. How important do you think you'll be to him?
1: Yep. what do you mean I said <laughs> well, he know I said have you, you. did yeah. you even meet
0: with him in person or did you meet with one of his people because he doesn't I, I said this is this is not going to be a very big project him this project's huge to me I have nothing else going on yeah mm-hmm. I've sold everything else that I was working on there I'm it's forward. already gone yep. I'm, I'm spending hundred percent mm-hmm. I've only got one other listing besides yours you're getting fifty percent of my time every day
3: and you got to eat
0: that's right that's right but it's uh salesmanship 101 right 100 oh, yep. percent Secret agents. Make sure and talk with them when they're coming in the door, and say you could be, you could be the best agent in town, or you could be the best kept secret in town. That's up to you.
1: Yeah,
0: but you got to get out there. and uh, Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about number seven: is goal setting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Goal setting. So it all starts with a plan, and I, for years, for the first I'd say fifteen years in my career, I never wrote a business plan. And I just, what do you want to do? Like, next year, what do you want to do? I was like, make a lot of money.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to sell stuff. <laughs> well, how many
0: listings do you want to have next year? More than I had this year. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, what did you have this year? I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. Is it really? Isn't it in your business plan? Oh, I had 27 listings this this year. I want to do at least 35 listings or 40 listings next year. I want to grow by 62% next year. I want to move from this market into these additional two counties or these markets or you have to do all that stuff through proper planning and setting goals. The best place to set goals is in a very simple business plan. Yeah. I teach a business planning school, um, a school, a class (laughs) that I've taught at the certified auctioneers Institute um, for, I don't know, several years now at Indiana university we do this within our own company. Within United Country, they do a very good job of office and agent business plans, and we push our offices really, really hard to do that. We yeah. even reward our offices. So, hey, yeah. by the way, if you do a business plan and you can show that to us when the BCs, when the business consultant comes in and meets with you, you get X. Yeah. You know, we'll do something for you. We, we want to reward you for good behavior like that because we know that this is, is a principle of, of just growth and yeah. good foundation. Set the goal. Set a goal. Think about leveraging an agent business plan. They're not that complicated. And then there's five key traits. It's it's the old SMART method. Um, the acronym SMART. Make it specific. Is that right? Acronym?
1: Yeah, we are laughing because we had to have that whole discussion earlier. We did. tell you what an acronym To get the right word. Sean,
0: that's not an adjective. Yeah. You, the, the fact that I said smart was an adjective yeah. means that I may not be that smart.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is a contra-adjective.
1: Is that a word? Adjective Ooh. is not a word itself either. But yeah. Oh, it's not? Adjective is not, no. Oh. Adjective is... Yes. Yes, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Adjective is not. That's All like right. there is I, what that
0: is. I'm feeling dumber by the minute right now.
1: All right, it's so acronym, dirty. SMART, right?
0: SMART. Get us back on track. I am specific. trying. All right.
1: let's <laughs> so be specific.
0: Give me a shot of that Jack Daniels you're drinking over there. Which is she's, she's, she's like lit right now. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just drink a lot.
3: It's 5 o'clock on the East Coast.
0: <laughs> My hands are numb. <laughs> so... The SMART method: specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So let's just go through those real quick. Specific just means that it has a specific kind of purpose and intention, and it's laid out a plan for you to get from point A to point B this next year. Yep. If you, I, I've never had a listing before. Well, then how many listings would you like to attain in the first year? How about seven? Yeah. You know, once every two and a half months or whatever, you're going to get a listing, but five or seven, whatever. Make it measurable. So now let's dissect this and say, well, if you were to get four listings in a year, you could essentially get one per quarter. Mm -hmm. Then every quarter, every 90 days, you could measure that and say, you haven't got your listing. Now you owe me two in the second quarter. You got to catch up, right? But that's a way that you hold yourself accountable and on track. And we talked about accountability earlier with the business coaches. This is a way you can do it intra-office with your agent. Say, hey, let's pull your business plan out real quick. Where are you at? Year-to-date. We're six months in. Where are you at to hitting your goal at the end of the year? And what do we need to do to help you hit that goal? Yeah. Double up on your calls. Double up on your meetings. Double up on your, your outbound mailings. Make it attainable. And this, one, this one's more about... You know, it don't don't just well. You know, I did thirty thousand dollars next year, last year. Next year, I want to do at least a million five. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's a stretch. That's called a stretch goal. Mm-hmm. Except you stretched it so far, it broke. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting here right, right now. I'm I'm looking through all I'm envisioning. You remember Stretch Armstrong when we were yeah. kids? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You grab a hold of that doll. Yeah. My brother and I, <clears throat> we used to pull that guy all over the house. Then Curiosity got the best of us. We had to cut him him open to see what he's made of. We dissected Stretch Armstrong. But you got to make it attainable. You know, have a reasonable goal and then make it relevant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The relevant part of this means, are you in a market where, you know, I'm I'm in, I don't know, Kansas City, and I want to sell ski properties, you know, or coastal and waterfront properties. Like, well, you're not really on the coast. You can sell lakefront. Yeah, but so late for us. Yeah, so you're probably not no going to sell a lot of desert property out here uh-huh. in, uh, in the middle of Missouri, right? So make sure it's relevant. And last time it says time bound or put a time frame on it. But you want to be able to measure it in increments of time. Start with a year and then back it up to every six months and then back it up to once a quarter and just break it down. I want to make $40,000 this year. Well, you should do $10,000 a quarter. We get through the first quarter, and you're at $5,000. You're 50% of your quarterly goal. So just make sure that you can measure it with Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. What's your thoughts about that?
1: It makes
3: sense. 100%.
1: And having a plan behind how to meet each of those goals is probably, it's not necessarily a bullet point on the smart scale or whatever, but um, having that plan of, okay, how am I gonna get from point A to point B? And what are the steps to do that?
0: What's the pathway? Mm-hmm.
3: But I've always yep. thought that, you know, segmenting things down into pieces as opposed to looking at it as one big picture, it just sometimes takes a little bit of the stress away that hey, yeah. I've got I've got to do twenty-eight listings well. Four quarters, that's seven. Sounds better. And you can just break it down and focus on it, you know, one piece at a time.
0: Well, you know everything that we've talked about <clears throat> up to this point we're on number seven. Everything that we've talked about to date. Uh-huh. Sorry, it's just looking at the time is um, is centered around setting up strategies for new agents. Uh-huh. If you want to identify key traits and good ones, once you allow them to come in and I'm going to I'm going to make that statement, not that they join your office, but you allow them access into your office. Yeah,
1: it's true. Yeah.
0: Let me tell you the reason why I say that. I talked to a guy not too long ago. He came to us. He said, hey, I want to move my license over there. I said, I'd love to have that conversation with you. Quizzed him a little bit. Then he called back and he goes, well, my broker here, you know, he's, he's really going to get into it. I, I, you know, he asked me if I give him six months, I'm going to stay here. I said, great. You know, it's uh, I, I don't want you to come over here or talk to me about coming over here unless you're ready yeah. to, to, to get yeah. serious about yeah. your business and come over here. Um, he popped back up. And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm he said, I'm, I'm just, I'm frustrated and I like everything you're doing. And I see all your advertisement and you know, you guys are, you're listing some nice properties and I just, I want to be a part of that. And I said, great. We want you to be a part of something wonderful, something great. If you're willing to contribute. Right. Um, and he goes, well, will you, will you let me move my license over here? And I said, here's what I'll do. I'll let you interview with me. I, I want to sit down and talk to you and we're going to build strategies. I want to know what your intentions are. I want to know. You know, how much how much money you want to make, how you're going to make that money. I'll show you what we're going to provide to you. And he, his next question right out of the gate, he goes, well, how many leads will you give me? Like if I move my life over, how many leads do I get? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, here's a problem in real estate. You're asking the wrong question. Mm-hmm. He goes, what, what do you mean? And I said, I need to ask you how many leads you're bringing into my company when you come over yeah. here.
1: Yeah,
3: absolutely.
0: What are you bringing to the table? Yeah,
3: what are you going to provide? Why should I? And he got real
0: quiet. And I said, let me tell you the reason why it makes more sense to pose the question that way. I've been doing this for 30 years. And every day I get up, I have responsibilities in this brokerage. I have to pay the insurance. You know, I have to pay utilities. I have to pay for peripheral equipment. I'll take care of your license. I'm not going to charge you a monthly fee to be in here. I'm covering the nut for all that. I'll take care of that. We're doing outbound marketing and lead generation and mailings, and there may be leads that come into the company. And if those leads are out in your area and we can hand it out, that's wonderful. But we want you to come in here with the mindset that you get zero leads. You Mm -hmm. have to go out and procreate your own business because on top of that, and I just started naming off like 40 things that we're going to provide him and train him and educate him on, said, here's the stuff that's going to go on for you. Did you know this company just sold the Four Sixes Ranch in Texas? Mm Mm-hmm. I said, do you know how powerful that is if you're talking to a ranch owner right now and you're going to go out and, you know, leverage tools? Besides that, we've sold 40 other prominent ranches in the last couple of years across the United States from Virginia to California. You can have relevant conversations about how people are transitioning, buying equine properties, cattle production properties, farms, ranches. Mm -hmm. I'm going to provide a lot of air cover to give you an opportunity to make a lot of money in this business. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to go out and bring some leads in and close those leads and bring something into this company? Because I'm providing everything else. He goes, you know, I never thought about it like that. Well, think about that and then call me back. Because until you're serious about being serious (laughs) about your real estate career, I'm not serious about talking to you. Mm
3: -hmm. Don't need a
0: loaf. There's a paradigm shift that needs to happen. And it it has.
1: I I don't need a loaf. Is that what you said? Yeah, a loaf. Like a loaf of bread that just lays there. That's. So we, we call one of our fat cats loaf. Loaf, yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got That's a friend. A, immediately what happens. We don't need like, a fat cat. Yeah.
3: I've got a friend that we call loaf. That's and funny. it's 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 suiting.
1: Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Sean. I, I just I, say, just, say, I, saw I was you like, did he, he say loaf? Just, I
3: was like, did I did I say the wrong word? What no. did my brain make me say? No.
1: <laughs> loaf. Oof. You're absolutely right. Nobody needs a loaf.
3: Mm Keep talking. You've got to put effort in to get something out of it sometimes. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Provide a chair, but you got to bring something to the dinner table.
1: hmm Yep. This is, a, this is a potluck.
0: So the goal setting is <laughs> going to be paramount. When I bring somebody into a company and when brokers and auctioneers bring in a new agent, associate auctioneer, whatever you want to call them, into their company, set goals with them, um, and then tell them, I, I want to help you help yourself. That's, that's my goal is I want you to do very well. And guess what? If you do very well, I get a spiff off of that. I yeah. get a piece of that that's pie right. for all of my efforts. And we have to be compensated for what we're going to provide you to do this.
1: Yep.
0: Number eight is the fear of failing. Um, it, it's, so fearing failure is more about... And it's not that it's, we're going to get, we're going to get down to another one about self doubt here, but number eight, when they talk about fearing failure, it's more about that rejection. There's the right word. Yeah. They, they have a fear of rejection. And, you know, I, we ask people that whenever we're interviewing them right out of the gate, how do you take rejection? You know, cause uh, you're applying for a job right now and, and I'm going to tell you, no, <laughs> how do you feel about that? How do you handle that? Yeah. And uh, if, if, it depends on what their response is. Not that, well, you know, I, I really want to come to work here. I, I would hate to hear that. But what I'm really listening for is on the back end of that, is I said, you know, um, I wouldn't be here if I didn't want the job. But there's other opportunities. I mean, life's sometimes going to slam the door in your face. You get up and go find another opportunity, right? That's, right. That's called perseverance. That's the yeah. person you're looking for in sales. Zig Ziglar, a lot of the old um, uh, professional speakers, a lot of these uh, motivational or inspirational speakers and sales people mm-hmm. would tell you that perseverance is the number one key trait it takes to be in sales. They can train everything else, but if you don't have the DNA to be able to accept rejection, let it bounce off of you. And he told a great story one time. I I can't remember if it was. I'm trying to think if it was Zig Ziglar or some, I, I, I listened to this in an audio book one time and a guy said, you know, the key to this business is training yourself. It's about numbers. It's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. And if the magic number is 14, he said, and I'm making that up right now, but there is a magic number that most people psychologically will believe when they can practice perseverance is I have to get 13 no's before I get a yes. Yeah. So for every 14 people, I'm going to make a sale. And 28 people, I'm going to make another sale and so on and so on. So if you tell me, no, that's fine. I'm getting closer to the goal line. It's it's like playing football. I'm only getting five yards at a time. I'm okay with that. Yep. I just have to, you now guess what? If I talk to the sixth person and they tell me yes, bingo, I oh, get nice. to reset to counter. The next one's number one, right? Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But every 13 people, I'm going to have a no, 14, I'm going to have a yes or whatever that magic number is for you. You go to bed thinking that, you get up in the morning thinking of that, your feet hit the floor, you're unemployed, you got to go out and cycle through those folks, say, I got to talk to 24 people today, Mm -hmm. you know, or 28 people today, I'm going to make two sales. It's like, wow,
3: that's... So get that accountability going.
0: And what you're really doing is, that you know, I don't know that brainwashing is the right term, but you're you're really you're 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 changing the way that you view business and stuff and say, listen, you know, my job, it's it's really simple. I got to find 13 bad apples before I find a good one out here. I'm just going to go out and cycle through it every day never leave one of those relationships that's something that you always want to teach your agents never leave one of those relationships with a bad taste in their mouth so Mm -hmm. you always want to smile and say no i understand you know if it's not right for you it's not right for you can i still leave you my card or whatever a no today is a yes tomorrow right yeah Mm -hmm. so you convert that 13 a percentage of them is going to say wow you know should have bought that last year i needed it or i didn't need him at the time i do now i like that guy um he didn't get pissed off when I said no. He kept a smile on his face. He, he was very, um, you know, he seemed very intelligent about the products and whatever. I think I'll give him a call. Mm-hmm. There's where you get your return on that investment is next year or the following year if you continue to drip market. Plane so. that seed. But they can't. It's Fearing failure number eight is more about how do they handle rejection. Yeah. Attitude attitude's kind of number nine uh attitude it says having the right attitude from the start will get you everywhere the problem is is who's coaching them when they come out of real estate school about the attitude and if you haven't noticed ladies and gentlemen customer service is getting much much different in this country than what it used to be if you want an example of that go into a restaurant this evening after listening to this podcast See if the person that's waiting in there even makes eye contact with you when they're taking your order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're staring at their shoes or they're staring over. Yeah. Um, you guys know what you want to you eat? Yeah. Yeah. My eyes are right here.
3: Yeah. I'm over here. The here.
0: Yeah. My eyes are
3: up here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's a big thing right now is just Attitude. You know, and, and just coming in this with a positive attitude and saying, I, I love this job. I really can you connect with people?
3: Yeah.
0: We got to get back to teaching the younger generation how to connect with each other.
3: Yeah, put the screens down and face-to-face, you know, be able to relate. And, you know, again, I think it helps communicate and and opens doors rather than shuts it.
0: It absolutely does. And with the older generation that's transitioning in and out of property right now, I'm going to tell you I will absolutely unconditionally outsell you with them because I'll go out there without even a listing agreement and spend two hours with them in the cab of their pickup driving around on a farm listening about how a mule kicked Uncle Jesse in the head in the 20s out here. I'm going to build rapport with them, and I'm going to really connect with those individuals if that's what it takes, if that's what they want. Mm -hmm. I'll connect with them. When somebody likes you and you built rapport with them, they'll do anything you want at that point. Most of the time when you're ready to sign, and they're going to start taking consult from you about how to position it for sale and stuff. We got to train this generation how to do that. Yeah, yep. we got to get a lot better at it. Number ten, finally, is self doubt. So there's a lot of people that. <clears throat> agents that are getting into this business right now they had a preconceived notion about you remember earlier we were talking about who's the real estate agents that everybody kind of knows or whatever those real estate agents are driving you know lincoln continentals or driving a mustang or a corvette out here and they're wearing the big ring and stuff they have arrived are yeah. they've done fine yep. well i'm gonna get in this business because i see old joe over here sally have made millions it it you know i'm they're no smarter than i am it can't be that hard they may not be smarter than you, but they may have a different work ethic than you had. So mm-hmm. that self-doubt, whenever they first get in this business after three months or six months and they're dry as a bone, they've had no callbacks or it kicks them in the teeth. Yes. And they start doubting themselves very quickly. You've got to be a morale officer.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. A morale officer. Yep.
0: In the military, you had a morale officer because, okay. you know, that's who whoa, Who Al Pacino. Sin of a Woman, right? Hoo-ah! <laughs> okay. Your Seattle movie? <laughs> no. No, oh, he's a colonel. It's blind.
3: It's it's actually a good, very, yeah, very good movie. So watch,
0: watch it tonight, since you're a nightly movie watcher. Yeah, it may change your life. hoo
3: He I think he didn't have to have rewatch this five times before I can watch that. <laughs> he was blind, <laughs> and he didn't have self doubt. Okay.
0: Let's run through him again. Yes. Um,
1: Wait, what's the bonus tip? There was a bonus tip. Yeah,
0: I, I, I let me go back down. Sorry. <laughs> Number one's lead. So here's what we talked about. Number one's lead generation. Number two, network growth, that sphere of influence. Teach them how to grow it. Number three is self-management. Mm-hmm. Number four is the why. Make sure they understand why they're getting into this business and that they're in it for the long haul. Number five is budgeting. They gotta have enough money to carry them through. Six I love is a secret agent. Mm-hmm. The first thing you have to do in this business is tell everybody you're in this business. <laughs> if you don't do that, you might as well.
3: Hide under a rock. Yeah, yeah. Go under a rock.
0: Number seven's goal setting, and I still think a great way to do that is with a business plan, an agent business plan. That's a great management strategy for all the brokers and owners out there. Number eight, fearing failure. It's just that fear of rejection. Number nine is the attitude. Number ten, just self doubt, and that's going to come. That's going to come over time because what'll happen. Is initially they had all the confidence in the world, and then this industry just took the wind out of their sail. Yeah. You got to put the wind back in it. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Keep them pumped up. Number 11, Trina mentioned the bonus tip. If you're reading this and not yet licensed, it's a value. It's important to choose the right real estate school. Yeah. It's also, besides the school, it's important for them to choose the right brokerage, not one that's going to puff a lot of smoke at them, yeah. but it's going to bring them into the fold and practice those 10 reasons why new agents leave in the first year yeah and folks if you if you've enjoyed if you've listened to this podcast and enjoyed the content of it i am telling you after doing this for 30 years there is some real meat in this sandwich in this Mm -hmm. podcast show this is the reasons why agents are non-productive they're restless and they move from company to company and they wish they had never gotten into the business. There's a lot of people that never really got off the launch pad that could have flown high if they had the right mentor. Yep. Yeah. So Good our story, advice right. in this podcast show is be that mentor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are we missing, guys? Guys and gals.
1: Ladies and folks. folks. What
0: are we missing, folks?
3: Work hard. Do the right thing.
1: Work harder. Work smarter, not harder is that a, that's something too right that's that's not that is something actually
0: <laughs> work smarter not harder actually this is the precursor to doing that you yeah, get 20 agents get in there that, there that, point, that yeah. you've nurtured and you've grown a good stable of agents and they're doing well you can hopefully step back just a little bit and just kind of manage them mm-hmm, you sure. don't have to go drive somebody around to 40 houses before they buy it so mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen that's uh that's the wrap up on this episode I think there's some great content in there. I'm excited about it. We'll look forward to talking to you next time Inside the Sail Ring.
2: Thank you for joining us for today's show. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesalering.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as
1: we meet you Inside the Sail Ring.